Welcome to the Sleepy Cues Podcast, where Linda Schmolowitz and Jessica Suiki will share answers to all your questions related to your children's sleep and parenting of young children. We are both certified gentle sleep coaches. Thanks for tuning in to hear the answers to the many questions that come up with the families we work with. Hi, welcome to the Sleepy Cues Podcast. My name is Jessica Sawicki of Luli Sleep Consulting, and today we're going to be talking about what that first night of sleep training looks like. I'll be going over on creating a sleep training plan and then how to put that into place. What does that first night of sleep training look like? Let's talk briefly about how to create that sleep training plan. Before you actually start on that first night, you need to create a plan. You need to know what you're doing so that it guides you that first night and moving forward. The sleep training plan involves a few steps. The first one is list your child's sleep issues. Find out what's not working for you and your family and what you'd like to fix. Remember, these are your issues, not mine, not your mom's, not your mother-in-law's, but what are your child's sleep issues? This will look different for everyone. So for you, it may be, I don't want to rock my child to sleep anymore. But for me, it may be, you know what? I don't want to feed my child to sleep or I want to continue co-sleeping. So this is where you create a list of what are my child's sleep issues. So you may ask yourself, how is that possible? Isn't sleep training about sleeping 12 hours without a feed? Remember, that's not necessarily true. Sleep training, as discussed in earlier podcasts, is the act of teaching your child how to put themselves to sleep and back to sleep on their own. All the other things are all personal choices. So in this first step, ask yourself, what are my child's sleep issues that I see as a problem? Next is, Create your goals. Knowing your issues, you can then create these goals that line up. Make sure that those goals match with your child's sleep issues. The next part of your sleep training plan is deciding a method. Picking a method that you choose comfortable doing with. You should check out our podcast on the different sleep training methods if you're questioning which method is best for you. But knowing that you have different methods to choose from and that you don't have to necessarily do the cry it out method. You want to pick one that fits your situation, your child's sleep issues, your goals, and especially your parenting style. So you've created a list of your child's sleep issues. You know what your goals are. And now you have picked your sleep training method. The next part of the sleep training plan is deciding when. When is the right time for both you and your child? Your child needs to be ready, both developmentally and age appropriate. But once she is, you need to be ready too. You need to be mentally ready to start and stay consistent and not second guess your decision, but also the timing on your end. Do you have a busy schedule? Are you moving? Are you working on your older child's sleep, but you have a newborn at home? You really want to make sure that you and your spouse, if you have one, are ready to commit, ready to start the sleep training, and ready to stay consistent. Most people usually start on a weekend, depending on their work schedule, so that they have time to help each other out, and they have time on the weekend to sleep and recuperate. So you've created your list of issues, you know what your goals are, you've decided your method, and now you know when you're going to start. The next part of the sleep training plan is Where will my child sleep? 
So if you have a baby that was sharing a room with you, are you going to want to continue room sharing or are you putting her in your own room? Some parents will want to continue room sharing, which is totally fine. But then the question is, will the parents stay in the room with the baby while they're doing the sleep training? Or will they temporarily move out, let's say the living room, and then once sleep is better, the parents will come back? You have that option of continuing the room sharing if you would like to. Are you planning on moving your child to their own room? Or are you trying to put two siblings in one room? Those are all questions that you guys can think about and decide. The other part of it is not only where they're sleeping, in what room, but also are they sleeping in a crib? Or are you moving your child into a bed? Are you moving your child from a co-sleeper bassinet to a crib into their own room? But once you've decided that sleep location, remember you need to make sure that room is set up. You need to make sure that that sleep space is inviting to sleep cozy and ready. Remember that the room needs to be dark, but for the older ones, you can have a small night light or a talk clock. Set up any blackout shades to block out the light. Set up the temperature at the appropriate setting, and don't forget that noise machine. So now you know where your child is sleeping. You know when you're going to start and what method you're going to be using to respond to your child's cries. The final part of the sleep training plan is deciding on any security object your child will use. Is your baby going to still use a pacifier or not? If your child will continue using a pacifier, you may want to put a few extras in the crib so she can find one on her own at night. You really don't want to get stuck on reinserting that pacifier for her. And if not a pacifier, are you going to give your child another security object like a lovey, a blankie, or even a stuffed animal? A security object is something that gives your child some sense of security. You're going to give it to her when you put her down in her sleep space and she'll be able to use it to comfort herself, to self-soothe. Okay, so you've created your sleep plan. You've decided what your child's sleep issues are and what your goals are. You've decided on the method that you feel most comfortable with and when you want to start. Lastly, you've created that sleep space and you've decided on her security object. And so now you're ready. You have your sleep training plan. But now what? How do you put this plan into place? Let's imagine tonight is night one. Where do you begin? First off is timing. You want to make sure that you have the correct bedtime based on your child's age and wake window. How long can your child be awake for before it's bedtime? Remember, bedtime is the time that they need to be in the crib or the bed, not when we start the routine. So for instance, if you have a six-month-old, that awake window is about two to two and a half hours. If she woke up from her nap at around four o'clock, you know that that means bedtime is between six and 6.30, so that's the time that she needs to be in the crib. So work your way back and start that routine so that she's in the bed between six and 6.30. Once you've figured out the bedtime, you will need to then do the bedtime routine. The bedtime routine is based off the four Bs, bath, bottle or breast, or for the older ones, brush teeth, book, and then bed. So some of you will or will not do the bath, and that's totally fine. Some of you might do a towel, washcloth, wipe down, again, totally fine. Then you'll do the massage, put the pajamas on, and then do the feed. Bottle, breast, or maybe sippy cup of milk. And then brush teeth for the older ones. 
If you recall from our other episodes, this is when you need to make sure that your child does not fall asleep feeding or in the arms. So this is when the book comes in. You've done the feed, your child has not fallen asleep, you read a couple of books, this is where you turn off the lights, turn on the noise machine, and place your child down awake in their sleep space, in their crib or their bed with their lovey or security object. So make sure to turn off the lights after the books before you've placed your child in the crib or the bed so that they get used to that darkness while they're in your arms. The noise machine can either be turned on while you're doing the routine, so with the feed and the books, or after the books. And then you put your child down into their crib or bed awake. Awake on a scale between 1 to 10, 10 being asleep. Your child needs to be like at around 6 or so, 6 out of 10. Not an 8, 9, 10 where her eyes are droopy, falling asleep, or she's already asleep. So she's awake, you've turned off the lights, maybe you've sang her a song, and then you put her down awake. Now what? This is where most of the crying and resistance begins. This is where parents will tell me, but the minute I put her down, she starts crying, and so I pick her up because she's crying. Well, of course she's going to cry. She doesn't understand what's going on. She doesn't understand that she's being placed in the crib. And then what? What is she supposed to do? She doesn't know what she's supposed to do. She's so used to being rocked or held or fed. So your baby will cry. For the older ones, they might stand up and call out mama, mama. This is where you start putting into place the method you've chosen. So for instance, if you've chosen the sleep lady shuffle, you've actually put her down awake and then you've sat next to her and stayed there to comfort her. If you've chosen the time checks method where you're going in and out, you'll put her down awake and then you'll leave and you'll wait your set intervals before you go in. You need to make sure that you respond consistently because if you remember from the sleep training, you need to put her down awake, but the other half of seeing the success is responding consistently. Make sure to respond consistently from bedtime until the next morning through every single wake up. Make sure to keep a log to help you see the progress. So sometimes we're so tired, we don't know if she's woken up five times or three times or on night three or four, we don't know if she's actually progressed, but actually keeping a log will help you see the progress as you're going through the sleep training and help you see, is this working or not? For the older ones, it can take a little bit longer. For the younger ones, maybe a little bit quicker. But you should be able to see progress within those first three to five days. It doesn't mean we're done within three to five days, but some sort of progress, less crying, less resistance, less wake-ups. And then lastly is you want to set up that monitor. You want to make sure that you are able to listen or even see your child when they're in their sleep space if you're not sharing a room. The video monitor is very helpful because it will allow you to see and hear your child while you're going through the sleep training plan. So we've talked about creating that sleep training plan before starting sleep training, and we've gone over what that first night of sleep training looks like. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I do want to apologize Uh, for my scratchy voice. As you all know, I work one-on-one with parents, providing a lot of support. I teach a lot of classes. And of course, I have my own kids. So I spend a lot of my days talking and talking. So I do apologize for my scratchy voice.
Send in any questions or comments, and don't forget to submit a review on the Sleepy Cues podcast. Thank you.